Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. Or you can log a ride with your friends at Zwift. Or you can, of course, on the top of this screen, somewhere here, snap this little QR code, uh, which will take you straight away to our pod follow. So you can follow this podcast also straight away from this little QR code. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I tell you what, I don't know where you folk are around the world, but it's starting to get a little bit chilly here in Melbourne. I know, and this is why I'm wearing I've a got little the sweater. Yeah, yeah, same, it's... I've got a sweater on. But uh, well, actually, think... tell us tell us where you are watching yeah. us from. Uh, in the box below, in a comment, just a, a, not necessarily a location, a country, a state, an area. And we, we want you to tell us, but don't all do it at once because <laughs> we know there's thousands of you out there. We don't want our system to explode. So just, you know, every 30 seconds. Yeah, someone... take your time, but yeah. do it. Just put a little comment here, down there, uh, somewhere throughout the show and tell us, not exactly where you, uh, not your street. We don't, don't want give your, address. your address or phone number, <laughs> but just yeah. a town or a region or an area. That'd be yeah. lovely. Uh, Maka, let's talk about uh, stage eight yes. yesterday. Uh, and I am a happy man. Yeah, you what you should be. Yeah. And it was, look, it's, you know, <laughs> all the jokes about the cofidus over the years. Um, and I've certainly paid out on them over the years, but I really wanted to see them get a victory. Yep. Not just here, but in general, big victories because they've put some investment now into the team. They've reshaped the team and finally they did it with yeah. a guy I've barely heard of, <laughs> barely know much about, but awesome. Good on him. But why I'm happy Who because was Victor Lafay. Victor Lafay, sorry. <laughs> but I'm happy because he's French and it's been a, a long time between drinks yeah. uh, for coffee this. But you know what? Pretty happy to have a French victory on this Giro. Uh, 11 and years, I, in fact. Yeah, oh, for coffee, this, yeah. yeah 11, 11 years, years for not for the French. Yeah, no, no, no. We're bad, but not that yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but coffee, this, yeah, 11 years. But Victor Lafay, I would not have put, honestly, a dollar on him no. from the well, beginning the tipping of the... Comp, yeah. No one was picking him. Absolutely. Yeah, he played but his cards right. It's he? not a bad thing. Let's listen to uh, Victor Lafay straight after his win yesterday on stage eight of the Giro. The first professional win. Yeah. The stage of the Giro. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, incredible. Um, yeah, it's, it was a very tough uh, day. Uh, to take the breakaway, it was uh, very difficult. But uh, when uh, it's gone, the peloton uh, let us uh, seven minutes. So it was good, we can recover a little. And uh, the finish, it was hard, but uh, it's about, about 10 minutes effort and uh, it's uh, what I'm, uh, the, uh, where I'm the best. So yeah, I'm, I was focused uh, all the day for this effort and uh, yeah, I'm really happy uh, I did that. I was very happy he, he did was that. Very focused. Well, he was focused for uh, the day. 
Do I speak like him? <laughs> no, no, it's cute actually. I'm how, not, how can you cope with? We're this having accent? a bit of fun. Don't don't take it out on him, folks. No, no, that, I can. I can. Yeah, you can. I can. Uh, and and his uh, his English is better than my French. I'll say that much. Um, twenty five years of age. He's been a pro since twenty eighteen as Jean Francois Kinet or Jeff, as he's affectionately known by the Aussies who does the interviews. Um, first pro win. Yeah, he said, which is fantastic. Eleven years, as I said, since Confidence. And it was another unknown back in 2010, Damien Monnier okay. was the last guy. <laughs> and I don't really remember it, I don't think. But you know what's good is this. That's the, I just had to bring it up uh, yeah. because it's not often that has happened, but the Giro, the official Twitter handle, tweeted a French flag. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's uh, a nice it's touch. Good. It went straight to my heart. So good kudos on the, on the yeah, Giro. Yeah, that's no, cool. I, I can't hide. I loved it. I yeah. loved it when I saw it. I yeah. retweeted it and so on. Uh, all in all, uh, yes, a bit of a surprise. Describe a little bit how that stage went, because like you mentioned, uh, we all went a certain way in our tipping competition. There's there's no hiding. I took a massive bet thinking there's going to be a breakaway. Thomas Duggan is going to be in there. And he was I was good, wrong. You know what? He was a good he was a good tip, Yeah, but it's always a gamble, especially. And, and so in the tipping comp, the way it works, I think I've said it before, as soon as you tip someone, no one else can tip this person. The, the order changes each day depending on where your tip finished. And... Obviously, a day like yesterday, you can go really conservative and pick the GC guys. And if the whole group, which you did, comp, which I did, and everyone, <laughs> pretty much everyone else did except yeah. you. So we all play conservative and then it potentially comes down to a sprint between those two. So I did all right because of, I, I had Evenepoel. You had Evenepoel, yeah. And he sprinted into the line. So I, he, he sort of line scabbed a few as Robbie McEwen I tried said. The, I, tried the, uh, yeah, I tried the tricky one and then he didn't work I out. Know. But, uh, talk to us about that stage yeah. uh, because the breakaway went relatively early. It did, but it was it was actually crosswinds yeah. early on. Mm -hmm. The bunch split into two or three groups. So it took a little while for it to go. And then finally it got clear. And it was not, it wasn't necessarily the usual suspects. And... I must say, I misread the profile when we spoke about it yesterday. It wasn't as hard as what we thought. Well, no, you look at it and you thought, oh, it's it's going to be a super tough day. The climbs weren't that hard. Well, it's got end. to be said, when you look at the actual profile, I don't know if they use what sort of effect that they use, but the climbs look huge on the profile. It went but up it, to 1,300 metres, yeah. that, that middle climb, but it was only one. That was the only big climb mm -hmm. of the day. And so it was said, I mean, I did say a break would win. The day, yep. so that happened. The break won, but I did expect it to split more back in the so uh, how peloton. Thomas again missed this one, please. <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, like he said, he, he keeps trying himself. Yeah, you got to try every single day, and he probably did. But I think the crosswinds took, took him. Yep. Yeah, probably. You know, just, it changed the complexion of it, and probably you needed a few guys um, with fresh legs. I tell you, who looked good early on? He rode well. It was in the break. Victor Campanats. Yeah. I think yeah. he's got a special kudos mention because Absolutely. I thought he rode really well. In fact, I think he's been riding quite well mm -hmm. in terms of being an animator of this year's Giro. And we probably will hear a bit more about him going forward in yeah. his Giro because he's like the Ghent, he's a guy that will not stop trying. I'd like to see him win you know? stage. So that'd be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a bit like Bolke Murema as well. Yeah. It'd be good to mm -hmm. just, those guys are trying really well. Those were my two crazy guys. I was going to say, <laughs> just yeah, didn't work you're, out. you're on the hunt for, uh, for those two guys. Yeah, you know Some may say I'm tanking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we still have a pink jersey from Hungary. Mm -hmm. uh, and as Attila Walter. You had your magic day, the first day in the Malia Rosa. Is it something you are getting used to now? No, I hope uh, I will never get used to this feeling. Um, in the first days, I was wondering what it feels like to be Filippo Ganna in Italy. 
and uh, a little bit now I, I get this feeling. Uh, many people shouted my name today and yesterday. And yeah, today was also a perfect day to wearing the Maya Rosa. The finish was hard, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed every moment of it. That was Attila Walter, third day in pink. He's starting to enjoy it. People are shouting his He's name. He's holding strong, yeah. isn't he? Holding firm. This is pretty cool. First Hungarian in the in the leaders' jersey. Yeah. It's uh, Giro seemed to have some history-making moments. I know the Tour de France does as well, but it's like they're highlighted at the Giro. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the first Ecuadorian to win the Giro d'Italia just two years ago, first Hungarian. And also, we know that that first... That third week, sorry, is almost criminal. Uh, so <laughs> I'm superlative, <laughs> but it's very tough. So maybe yeah. the GC guys are not straight away uh, like at the Tour oh, de France. No, we're, we're, yeah, we've got you know so what I mean? much more to come. But if what I mean this is this race hasn't livened up yet. You're right because it will. What I mean is that at the Tour de France, sometimes you get okay picked up the yellow jersey here, and then you can carry it for 14 days yeah. or whatever, like à la Philippe and so on. But we don't really see this in a, in the Giro because there's actually a battle for mm. the pink jersey, and then there's the real battle for the GC which happens well, in the third week. And it's actually pretty tight. As yeah. we know, they're not that far behind Volta. I think Evenepoel's nine seconds. A eleven, Bernal, eleven, eleven, eleven or, yeah. yeah. Something so it's all like pretty that, close. Yeah. Let's have a look quickly on where are you guys oh, from? Yeah. That's quite interesting. We've got some uh, people. we got uh, Peter from uh, Wollongong. Uh, we've got uh, Clayton uh, John, which is from uh, ba the Barossa Valley. Uh, oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, oh, nice. Beautiful Shiraz. Uh, we've got Perth. We've got Julie from Canberra. We've Canberra. got Good stuff. Colin from Brisbane, let's have a look. We've got ah someone from Melbourne. At least we got someone from Melbourne. Cool. Uh, someone from yeah, Maitland. So basically all across the country. Lovely. Uh, Good and, to have oh, you with us. There's a uh, Catherine Whelan. She's from Sydney. We have a sunshine. Catherine Whelan. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Ring, name rings the bell. I think big, she's, she's yeah. a big supporter of the show. I know that much. I know she is that yeah. much. Uh, That's anyway, producer, <laughs> she's the big boss. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Caleb. Yeah. Because something else happened yesterday. Caleb retired, had to retire. Uh, what do you make of what happened? Uh, we knew he was in a tunnel. Uh, we'll bring back a tweet here, which basically is pretty laconic from the, the team. Yeah. Unfortunately, Caleb Ewan had to abandon the Giro with pain in the knee. Uh, what do you make of this? By the way, if you want to read more, there is a great article on the Cycling Central website uh, with, where it details uh, what happened. But uh, what do you make of, of Caleb retiring? From the tour, from the Giro, with right the now. Sony. Yeah. Well, what do you make from retiring? What do you make of the Sony? Yeah, there's two different questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, not surprised retiring. Yeah, I don't reckon the Sony. No, Sony is a bit of a fuel. Just, yeah, just <laughs> put that one under the radar. Uh, is it no? Because, is and it's it because they need they need an excuse to retire I, for sportsmanship. It look it's it looks and sounds better. Yeah. And okay. so, if I, I saw a few people jumping up and down on social media. I don't know why I give them oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> not you, but other people who are quite critical of him withdrawing. He's not built to do three weeks. He's not there to do three weeks. He was never He's there. not training to do three and weeks. And he was never there to do three weeks. And he was never there to do three weeks. So we always knew he was going to leave early. This leaving on this day does not surprise me because, and there's a couple of other um, quotes from him. Um, you know, he, he mm -hmm. talks about prepping for the Tour de France. And if you go one or two days extra, yeah, just to dig a bit deeper because you think you might have a potential sprint stage because there's no guarantees the further this race goes, you can potentially dig a big hole for yourself. And mm -hmm. as he said, and he summed it up well, I think in one of his quotes, he said something along the lines of sprinters don't recover as well as GC guys. Yeah. So if he did try and go the two weeks, even 14 days or, or three weeks, which he never would. 
uh, it could be detrimental to the rest of his season. Um, so leave us a comment. Tell us what you think in the, in the box below, uh, because we are interested to understand what you guys are thinking about the sprinters retiring uh, before the end of the tour or if, before the Grand Tour. Uh, it's happened before. I mean, many many and times. Look, the reality is, let's let's not beat around the bush. The Tour de France is the biggest bike race in the world. Mm -hmm. He will try and music to my ears. He, he will try and win the Tour de France. Yeah. So he will try and he will try and finish the Tour de France. He won't try and win the Tour de France. He will absolutely try and finish the Tour de France, which he's done before, and win multiple stages. And if if at the very end he can go for the green jersey, yeah, he absolutely. Might. But the Giro is secondary. It's a it's a big second. It's mm -hmm. the second biggest bike race in the world. That's why he's here. But he's not going to put everything into finishing the There's Giro. actually a good comment here, which I, I will summarize. But uh, someone is telling us, yeah, it, it's the anger has been baffling when you mm. consider how common this is. Yeah, it's, it's happening at every yeah, good Grand point. Tour. Every who's Grand... that from? It's from uh, Gavin Basali. Well done. Yeah, well because done. This, you're, this you're, is you're true. reading my mind. We're it's, on the uh, same wavelength. I know it, it's people, uh, but people get people can they can say what they want. Yeah. On, on on social media and, and they want there's no repercussions so i get it and it's not the first time we see this sort of stuff but but question we all knew it. question for you though uh are we likely to see more abandonment such as sagan grunewagen are, are these guys viviani well, are they likely to abandon uh viviani to... viviani i don't think well, because viviani, he's <laughs> Vi no, and, and he might actually want to stick to the end yeah where, where like be the last he'll go for standing. the chiclamini yeah. jersey but uh, um uh, Sagan and, and Gronewagen, they're, they're actually two, that's good questions because I wonder, Sagan, I think he did a deal with the organization RCS and I think it was a multiple year deal, I, I think, where basically they're paying him start money to turn up to the Giro because yeah. he's such a big name. It's not uncommon for the big names like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if Sagan goes to the finish because that's part of his sort mm -hmm. of contract. And he'll still turn up to the Tour de France. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and we challenge, know that. And challenge. Yeah. And challenge, yeah. <laughs> and Dylan Gronewagen, just reminding all of you, remember he's been out nine months with that suspension. So he might try and go further just to get the race mm -hmm. days and that really hardened conditioning that he's been lacking. And actually, you raise a very good point. Someone like Caleb uh, turning up at the Giro, if we are questioning why he's turning up to the Giro, if he's quitting after one week, he actually needs to go and fight with these guys, the Gronewagen, yeah. the Sagan, the Vivianis, uh, and so on, so that he can actually fight better, understanding how they behave, the vibe of the of, of a sprint in a Grand Tour. Sprinting in a four-day race, sprinting in a classic is not the same. You've been a sprinter. You know it's not yeah. the same. No, Absolutely no, totally. And, yeah, and multiple. And, and, and a Grand Tour is different, even if you only do a week compared to a one-week stage race. A Grand Tour is different. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but it just gives you, I think it gives you more conditioning. There's a, there's a good underlying question here, and then we'll move on on that subject. But uh, Jennifer Harris says, I'm just paraphrasing, I guess, sorry, Jennifer, but the question would be, do you think there would have been less fuss if, uh, if he wasn't wearing the leader's jersey in a point? Yeah, good question. Um, maybe from the from the public. Yeah, I think there might have been. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't think anyone else cares. Like, personally, I don't. And I know we, we other it. commentators. We we, yeah, we, we all knew it. it was more a question of maybe, where, where and when will he stop. And look, I get it. Some people like to romanticise and, dare I say it, and I'm not trying to be cheeky, but mm -hmm. live in this fairyland world that, that, oh, he'll ride all the way they to go Milan. The, they go for the quest. He'll go for the – this is a business. Cycling yeah. is a business, just like any other sport at the professional level. So 
he has to make the right call. And they've done it before. You yeah. know, Viviani, as we mentioned here in the comment, Viviani has done it before as well. He's Italian. Yeah, yeah. They've no, all done it. No, no. Know. I mean, you know, it won't shock me at all. Yeah. And by the way, I had a very quick look through the rest of the stages, the opportunities for sprinters. Uh, there's very few. There's maybe two, three at best, at absolute best. And you've got to remember, deep into the third week, you can't necessarily put your team on the front yeah, exactly. because they've either crashed out, they're tired, they're just trying to survive. So there's probably only two chances at best, I would think, for the sprinters. Yeah, absolutely. Case closed. Yeah. You know, shut the door on that Let's not one. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Uh, Did we put the nails in hard enough, do you yeah. think? <laughs> do you understand <laughs> social media? How dare uh, you question us? <laughs> oh, it's Sunday. Anyway, uh, we're uh, fun. another Aussie that is doing relatively well, actually very well, is Michael Storer. Yeah, he is. He is. And look, it's good to mention these guys because they fly under the radar a bit. And, and you know, obviously we cover the Aussies and a strong Aussie focus, but He's been really good for Jai Hindley, and you reminded me for Roman Bardet. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. Look, <laughs> for day beforehand, he said, I'm only working for Jai Hindley. I, I don't speak French. <laughs> I don't speak French. He actually does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not too sure, actually. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but no, he's been super. Yeah. You got to, we got to grab with him. Uh, let's listen to him. Today was another very unpredictable Giro stage, which is just what we're used to seeing as the last eight stages have also been very interesting with unpredictable weather and the course and everything thrown at us. Um, we had crosswinds at the start today and luckily there weren't splits and we, were on the, we ended up on the front foot and then it went to the climb and it still didn't go there but Nikia slipped into a move at the bottom of the valley and then for sure that would go to the line with uh, no interest from the peloton. So how were the first eight days for your personal lead at the Giro? I really enjoyed being here, even though we've had more rain days and cold weather than I usually like. It's been yeah, really exciting to start a tour in Italy. I've spent a lot of time here, so it's also special for me in a way too. Michael Storer here, 24? Yeah. Make your bed, mate. Make your bed when you go TV interview. Come on. He's pooped. He's had a big week. What I know. The cameraman should have said, can I can just, just, can I just make bed? the bed? Just yeah. once. Um, I'm just being cheeky, but yeah. 24 years old. What do you know about him? Uh, look, what I do know is I think he's I think he's destined for great things. Yeah. He's doing a super role for Jai and for Roman. He did a super role last year for Jai to finish on the podium. And... How laid back is he? I think it's yeah. WA thing. We've got a couple of people from WA watching. How laid back is he? Look, they're, they're both really lovely guys himself and Jai. They raced together as kids, I think, in the mm -hmm. same club. And Michael's, um, no, he, he's got a huge future. And yes. he's he's in his future now, if, you, if that's the right way to put it. Like, he's, he's arriving now, I think, really on the world stage. You know, he turned pro. He's already been pro a few years, but... I'm starting to think that in the next couple of years, I think he can really develop into something and maybe a GC rider himself. But th that's the interesting fact as well, is that he's, he's not in the bike exchange, you know, uh, yeah. sort of, uh, how do you say, funnel. Yep. He, he's, he's already in a, in a foreign team, yeah. uh, which is, is with Jai, uh, Jai Hindley, yeah. but he's not necessarily in that all Aussie bubble. He's not here because he's Aussie. He's here because he's good. Basically. That's right. He's not here yeah. to make up the numbers. No, and I mean, he's been there 
I'd have to have a look. He's been there two, three years, yeah. probably three. You know, it feels like he's been around already a long time, but he is only, and he's only just turned 24 a couple of months ago. So it feels like they're older, but they're not. They're yeah. still quite young, these guys. So I'd like to see, I think he can win a stage here. If we, he gets let off the leash a little bit, I think he could win a stage here. You said they're not too young, but uh, like, Remind me how old he was when you went you when you won your. He's, he's from '97. He was three years old. Yeah, when I wrote, I know. I did have a quick look. I when just you wanted to check stage. his age. Yeah, 2000. I won my stage of the Giro. He he was born in '97. So yeah, he was three. <laughs> he was three years old. <laughs> you suddenly go, oh my god, I'm getting old. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, yeah. anyway, another Aussie doing very well. Not at the Giro because there is the tour of Hungary. Yeah. Uh, or Hungary, uh, we should say. Uh, I can't say the H. He's so, hungry for success. I know he's ah. hungry for success. Uh, and we'll talk about the. Giro, what's coming up tonight uh, a bit later on, but uh, uh, Damien Hausen yes. uh, is is leading the Tour of Hungary. Yeah. Yeah, we can actually you can actually watch the highlight of the of the Tour of Hungary, uh, Tour de Hongrie, I should say. That's the name. It's a, it's a Tour de France race or ASO race uh, on uh, the SBS Cycling Central website and on SBS on demand as well. Yeah. Uh, but Damien Hausen. Uh, basically is doing amazingly is leading the race and he may actually win it it's the last stage right hopefully he should he's only got a very small buffer on the belgian i think yeah. ben hermans but he won overnight the queen stage it was a monster stage three thousand almost three and a half thousand meters of climbing he won the stage he took the lead and with a day to go he they're expecting it to be a bunch sprint but it'll be a reasonably solid stage so he's just got to protect that yeah protect that advantage but that's good Good science for Damien Housen. I presume he'll go to the Tour de France. I'm presuming because he's not at the Giro, he will be going mm -hmm. for the Tour. So that's good. And look, he's one of those guys. He's played a real super domestic yeah. role. He turned pro quite young. World champion. Yeah. World champion yeah. at uh, I was in, in uh, Florence, yeah. in Fidenza, when he, he won the under-23 time trial. Time trial. Yeah. So I feel like he's coming of age. Yeah. And I feel like he's one of those dare I say, a late bloomer. Well, he's, he's he got, turned pro he, young. He already has grey hair. But he's, um, you know, when I say late bloomer, late compared to the Pogacar's <laughs> of the world, yeah. uh, Remco Evenepoel's. But I think he he's another one who, if he's guided right in the next few years, and if just, you need a little bit of luck in pro cycling, yeah. you know, lack of injuries, illness, stuff like that. I think he can do some great things. Okay. So good to see Damien. And actually good to see him. Let's listen to him, Damien Howes. Damien, a bit of a deja vu from last year, but you were the better, on the better side of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I feel bad for the Kahara rider here. Um, he did exactly the move that I made last year, and I knew uh, if uh, a team still has more than one rider, it's virtually impossible to stay away. And uh, from, the, from the beginning of the race, for the first 30 kilometres until the break went, the team was flawless the communication was fantastic and uh they marked every move that we knew was dangerous and uh yeah we didn't even have to commit anyone to the front until until the final climb it was quite an easy stage um until the final climb but uh i needed to make the race as hard as possible to get rid of some of those faster guys big celebration tonight we still have a, a hard stage tomorrow uh circuit race obviously should be a bunch of sprint. Um, we'll give Caden uh, another crack at the sprint and hopefully he's okay after his crash yesterday. But uh, yeah, going into tomorrow's race with the lead, um, I can I can finish this tour off very happy. And uh, here's my teammates. Thank you so much, boys. Yeah. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
I love that. Hey, yeah, here's my teammate. <laughs> I love it. So Aussie. <laughs> hey, boys. Yeah. Love it. Get the barbie started. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, but let's just focus on, on uh, what's happened overnight for, for, for them. Is there a style of racing that you can actually define? The way bike exchange, is it a nosy style or a bike exchange style of racing? Yes, they've got, they got, they've got uh, tactics IQ, uh-huh. I think. I was about to say through the roof. Um, I think it's really high. It just There was a little something he said in that. He said, we didn't have to commit anyone on the front until the final climb. You know, they just, they ride smart and they do it at the Giro as well. Look, Matt White is the orchestrator, I think, in a lot of ways of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Whitey was a pro, same era as myself. And he's a smart bike rider. He was a smart bike rider, Matt White. And he played that real domestique sort of sitting on the front on the flat sort of stages. Mm-hmm. But he knew how to tactically, you know, he, he knew what to do and he now decides that. And the other two guys there, Gene Bates, his driving skills aren't so good, but yeah. he's um, – yeah. <laughs> poor old Gene, I don't mean to hang it on him. But um, um, and, and, you know, Matt Wilson, who I don't think is at the Giro, um, Dave McPartland, another one, all, all former pros who – have good tactics yeah, okay. and, and they display that in, in so, Hungary. So overnight. you can see something in it. Yeah, totally, totally. And look, it could be the difference if we switch back to the Giro for a second, it could be the difference between Yates mm-hmm. winning and losing the Giro this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he needs to have some good legs now. We know that. He had a little bit of a hiccup on that first sort of mountain day, lost a few seconds, but he's certainly well within the hunt. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna, we are going to switch back to, to the Giro right now. Uh, but remember, and just reminding you, you can watch the Tour de Hongrie, Tour of Hungary. Uh, all the highlights are available on the Cycling Central website. Uh, so, Giro, yep. stage uh, nine tonight. Uh, let's have a look at the profile of what's coming up. Uh, what do you make of that profile? Uh, I've already tipped, so you can actually go for oh, it. Sitting back, that will mate. help a certain Catherine Whelan that is watching the yes, show. Yeah. Well, uh, Catherine, as you know, I'm near the top, so I'm, I'm one of the last to tip, so I'm not giving you anything. I'm so afraid. for the insight of our uh, public, people are watching all across Australia. It's very competitive. It's very competitive, but yeah. uh, for everybody else that is and, not in this domain. And you know what? Like, Robbie McEwen, He's just uh, greedy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he won 12 Giro stages. Yeah. And even in this, he's super competitive. He's just like, full on. He's sledging me overnight. And, I, and know, Matt I, I saw this, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, another stage, Castel de Sangro to Campo Felice, 157. So, so it's, it's a short one. It's a short stage, four categorized climbs. But there's effectively, if you really want to count the bumps, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six. Yeah. There's six bumps. The breakaway, I believe will win again i believe a break will win just because you've got those climbs at the start and like they're literally they climb up out of the start yeah and it's not it's quite gradual um it goes up to 1300 meters but it's like three percent average mm-hmm. gradient so i think it's perfect for a breakaway to succeed um Damn. will there be a shake-up oh there's gravel there's gravel at exactly. the end people this is a good one to watch there's gravel at the end on the final climb and it's they've given it a category one, they say, for that reason. It's not super steep, but it does. I think it goes up to about 8% in pinches. Um, but the overall climb is not super steep. But I think this could have a bit of a shake-up. Yes, and actually the question of the night, can Remco Evenepoel grab pink? And if he does, he'll be the first Belgian in 20 years, 20 years. to wear pink at the Giro. 20 years. Uh, yes, 20 years. So yes. that's almost the Giro. No, that's the Giro after yours. 201. 201, yeah. That's the yeah, Giro after yours. Yeah, that's right. 20 years. Uh, yep. But 20 Jeepers. years uh, since we saw a Belgium in pink. And you know what? 201 was, well, the one I can think of, Rick Verbrugge. 
He won the prologue. Uh, he won the world best performance. Yeah, I think oh, it was. Looping the loop, world <laughs> record. We looping the loop because we said that uh, Ghana nearly went yes, on that yes. world record. That's a, how we the remember. The story deepens, guys. Oh, the story yes, deepens. Yes. <laughs> uh, Illuminati. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, tell us in the box below, do you think Remco Evonopol can grab the pink tonight? Uh, but and... the Belgians have smashed some records in the over the like long standing yeah. because when Thomas de Ghent finished on the podium back in 2012, I think it was, I get my years mixed up. It was 2012 or 13. I think it was 12. He was the first Belgian to finish on the podium in 30 years. There you go. Yes. And, and, yeah. and what's crazy about that. You think 30 years has to be Eddie Merckx. It wasn't Eddie no. Merckx. <laughs> it was another Belgian, yeah. but it's crazy. And now years. we're looking at 20 years. Oh no. 30 years is not Eddie Merckx, my friend. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Well, it was 2012, yeah. but yeah, okay, maybe yeah, at the okay. end of his career. Come on, Jesus. Anyway, go back, to, uh, <laughs> go back to the Giro. In fact, just bring back the, the stage here. There's a, there's a good uh, question, uh, which I will bring back here from uh, David. David Hodge, how much does a breakaway need to win the stage tonight when you look at the profile here? Yeah, good question. Uh, so it's a harder stage than last night. I think they got to a maximum of about six minutes. Well, I would say at the halfway mark, they need six to eight minutes. Okay. And six. it's gonna and it's gonna be a strong group. Generally, they are strong groups that get away on days like today for the obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. You're not getting sprinters really surviving on days like today. You're getting you're getting quasi climbers. This is this is where someone like Michael Storer, the Australian, okay. this is I don't think he'll be let off the leash from his own team, mm -hmm. which is fair enough. He shouldn't be yet because he's there to really help Jai and, and Roma Bade. But it's a day for guys like that, you know, who are sort of, they're not the best climbers in the world. They're not here for full GC, but they're riding in about 20th place yep. overall, 30th place. They've maybe lost their five minutes down, seven, eight minutes down, but they can totally handle a breakaway today and they can potentially drop all their breakaway companions. Okay. So it's going to be, an exciting one on, on those two fronts, and GC David, and then the stage. David says, okay, thanks. No problem, mate. All, no problem. All part of the service. We are know? here. Yeah, we are here to service <laughs> Any you. other questions you may ask, yep. uh, we've got a uh, yep, wealth yep. of answers if we can. <laughs> uh, so you are commentating uh, this yes, one tonight. I'm back in the uh, box with Matt Keenan. You yep. are. Uh, and it's uh, from 5 past 8 on SBS On Demand. 5 past 8 on SBS On Demand. And quarter past 9 on SBS Viceland. Yeah, so on your TV. So you are live from quarter past 9. Thank you. Uh, uh, how much do you uh, looking forward to to this one? I am. Well, it's it's good to commentate. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's it would have been great to commentate. I mean, I say yes, I don't <laughs> Stage wins the Aussie yeah. stage wins, but I must say, there's part of me that prefers the chaos days, yeah, the mountain okay. days, and you want to see some action. So, and and they, you know, let's let's be honest, some of the sprint stages, the middle section, there's not much happening some yeah. days, especially if you've got a team riding tempo. So this will be on from the gun. And I think it'll be on in the middle and on at the end. So it'll <laughs> so be watch it. easy to stay awake. Quarter past nine on SBS Viceland. Thank you for joining us, Michael. My pleasure. And we'll what are we? One, we're nearly at the rest day. Couple, uh, couple we of have days. one more. Well, one more. One more mm. tomorrow. And then uh, it's the rest day after that. So there will not be a program live on Tuesday. It's the rest day for everyone 
including ourselves. Uh, but uh, yes. not I'll that we need that. it, but uh, that's okay. Do we take it? I'll take okay. it. I don't yeah. care. But uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, but we will be live tomorrow, 4 p.m. on all the Cycling Central and SBS uh, socials regarding the cycling. So SBS Sport and SBS Cycling Central. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Uh, you can uh, remember, you can uh, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central. You can even log a ride with our friends at Zwift until tomorrow, 4 p.m. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.